Praise, praise the Lord. This is not uh, two sermons. It's one sermon divided by two. And uh, I'm going to share from uh, John chapter 21. And you know, uh, you've, we've already, well, you have, you've studied this. And there's a lot about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. How he died for you, he died for me. You read in the Gospels a whole story about Jesus. And then it jumps in John 21. It's the great resurrection. Hallelujah. And uh, John, at the end of John, it's so positive. It talks about appearances. Jesus appears and they were going, you know, they went... Oh, uh, who's that over there? Do you remember at the lake, at the, at the lake, when they were fishing? Who's that over there? Oh, oh, it's Jesus. And they didn't know. They didn't know it was Jesus. And you know, Mary, maybe you've done this one. She didn't know it was Jesus. She didn't know. But eventually she knew. God showed her. And you know something? The Bible says, you read about St. Paul. You've all heard of, he said, didn't he, about Paul. Paul said that Jesus appeared to me. And he said, I saw him. I saw Jesus. You know why he saw Jesus? Because Jesus appeared to him. You understand the difference? God took the initiative. If God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, had not appeared to the disciples and to us, we would not have seen him. Okay? That is how God works in sovereignty. And you know, they realized, didn't they, at the end, that it was Jesus, and they go fishing, and they get the fish, and they had a meal. Now, it wasn't fish and chips, was it? No, we all like, I had, we, <laughs> sorry, I must be careful. I'm watching the clock, because I've got 15 minutes, and Gabby has got 15 minutes. You know, last night, I, we had fish and chips. Do you like fish and chips? You know, in Romania and Moldova, we can't get fish and chips. There's no chip shops. So when I first went, I was looking for chip shops. But Gabby, my friend, makes what he calls Romanian potatoes, which really are chips. And in the end, the chips are better. They're, they're thinner. Anyway, I don't want to go down this one. But they're nice. But the Lord Jesus, and it was a real Jesus. It wasn't some ghost. It wasn't some phantom. He could go through walls. He could walk through, doesn't, didn't he? The Bible said he went through. They were all in fear, and he went, in through the, he went through the walls. But it was a real Jesus. It was real fish, and they sat at a real table. And it was a real chair that they sat on, and they had the meal, and they ate it. And it was a real Jesus with a new body. Hallelujah. Do you believe this? You know, the book says, I'm getting a bit excited. I hope you don't mind. The book said, didn't it? If you believe in your heart that God raised 
Jesus Christ from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah! Do you believe it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not so sure because my teacher at school said nobody rises from the dead anymore. It was symbolic. Do you understand what symbolic means? It was symbolic. It was kind of, you know, to make us all feel good. And we sang this morning, I'm alive in Jesus. But I tell you something, Jesus Christ actually, physically rose from the dead. Okay, so you say to me, well, Alan, how do you know? Oh, how do you know? Praise God. Faith, we believe, don't we? Blessed are those who don't see but yet believe. But let me get to my point, and it's a simple. They'd had the meal, they sat there, three verses, very easy. I only have three verses. And they had the meal, they had the fish, you all like fish. Can you imagine, last night I had fish and chips. <laughs> I keep going on about this. With Gabby and Richard. And after the meal, we all had a chat, and there they were, Peter and Jesus. Imagine the scene. Maybe the other disciples were there and Peter, they had the meal. He said to him, Pete, he gave him his full name. Peter, son of Jonah, he said. He said, Peter, you are a disgrace. You are a disaster. Where were you in the catastrophe? Why did you lie? Why did you deny me? Where will you be coward? How dare you sit here and eat fish with me? <laughs> no, he didn't say that, did he? Did he say that? No, he didn't. He said, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And you know, this is the question this morning. That the Lord is asking to every one of us. He's saying, Peter, do you love me? Because I love you. That's what he's saying. And uh, Peter replies, doesn't he? I'm doing my best, Lord. And you need to understand that those who know the Bible, read a bit of Greek, that those are different words for love. Peter's, the Lord said, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me with divine love? And Peter says, I'm doing my best, Lord. Lord, I'm in a mess. You know why he went back to the fishing? You know why? He, Jesus appeared to him because he'd given up. He thought, well, it's all over. Jesus has died. He, he was crucified. If Jesus Christ had not risen from the dead, the message would have died. Do you understand this? Jesus never left a book. He never said, okay, a book by Jesus, how to be good. There was nothing. Absolutely, it was a catastrophe, the cross. And he went back to fishing. You can see in John 21, read it. Oh, it was good. It, okay, it was okay while it lasted, but now it's finished. Do you understand? I'm going back to fishing. Like you do, you have a good experience. It was great. I messed up. But, gee, but he appeared to him and he comes back and he says, and, and Peter said, yeah, I, I do love you, Lord. I'm sorry I messed up. I love you. I'm doing my best. 
But Peter didn't reply with the same word for love that Jesus used. Jesus talked about divine love. And he says it three times, and eventually the third time he says, the Lord goes down to Peter's level. Okay, I know you're trying your best, Peter. You love me. And Peter says, Lord, you know everything. You know, Jesus knows everything about you and me. He knows everything. He knows Peter was in a mess. He was broken. He was confused. He was finished. Peter was just, you can imagine, he's like you, me maybe, in a mess, total. And uh, the resurrection made Peter, because here the Lord restored him. You understand this? It's called the restoration. And he says to him, and you know, between the question, you read there in John 21, there's a question and then there's a command. Peter, do you love me? Come on, feed my sheep. Praise God. We're all sheep. Are you a sheep? Maybe you don't want to be a sheep. You know, I don't like the idea. I'm a sheep. I'm a bit silly and all this. But the church is called sheep. It's called many other things. But one picture is sheep. And he says, do you love me? Question. Feed my sheep. He says it three times. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Three times to counteract the three times because of the denial that he made before. And in the middle, Peter gives his reply. Lord, I'm doing my best. I love you, Lord. I do love you, really. I'm sorry I denied you. I'm sorry I told lies. And the Lord Jesus Christ restored him. And the Lord Jesus Christ gave to him a great ministry and a great work. And you know something? This morning, in the church, we're all... A mixed band, a mixed bunch, different levels. Pastor. Now I'm not a pastor. Nobody calls me pastor. Pastor Gabby. I'm a teacher, but I, I do preach. I influence people. And you know, if you are, if you have before your name pastor, or if somebody gives you the name pastor, then this portion of the Bible is very important. Okay, it is a responsibility and it's a commandment. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you want the ministry? God gave it to Peter. Peter, put your name there, put your own name there. Alan, Alan, you're a mess. You're a disaster. You really have messed up. Yeah, but then he says, Alan. Do you love me? <laughs> Do you? Well, I come to church, I read the Bible and all this. And he says, that's the question. And then it's the commandment. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. What does, it, well, feed my, well, what, well, what does that mean? You know, have everybody, if you're a pastor, have everybody around for a meal. Take everybody out for a pizza. Give them a meal once a week at church. Maybe. Feed them. Because if you don't feed the sheep, 
What happens? What happens? <laughs> it's a question. What happens? They die. It's logic. It's log if, you, if you are not fed, if you don't have your dinner today, like we had fish and chips last night, and the Lord Jesus Christ gave them fish, he thought about them, but if you don't get fed, you will die. And if you have responsibility, if you are pastor like Peter, then you have the responsibility to feed the sheep or they will die. It is simple. And he says, you read 1 Peter 5, because you know Peter kind of fades away in the New Testament. Paul, Paul is our apostle, our apostle. Gareth said, didn't he, about Paul. Paul is our apostle. He's the apostle to, to us. We're not due to the nations. And Peter fades away. Look, I'm going to stop at five past uh, 12. You know, if you're in Romania, it's awful. Oh, it's awful. I'm mulled over. The preachers get up and you never know when they're going to stop. Because they don't know how to stop. They don't know how to conclude. But I'm glad here we have our time. For, and I would say I have a fixed time. Five past, that's it. Then Gabby comes up. But the point I'm making is this. Uh, that you have to... I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> what was I saying, Beth? Hallelujah! Feed the shit. Give them something to eat! Otherwise, they're going to die. Why not shout today in the church? Why not get a bit excited, yeah? You know, some of you know me, I'm a bit old. And, but I can shout for Jesus because we're on the victory side. Hallelujah, whatever our situation. As we said about Derek, we'll pray for him, continue to pray. But we're on the victory side. Feed the sheep, we have a responsibility. You have, the pastor, the leader, whoever. Feed them. Hallelujah. And that was a restoration of Peter. And he will restore you. Because you have not done worse than what Peter did. Do you understand? You have not done worse than what Paul did. Who persecuted the church. Peter and Paul. The princes of the church, the two great apostles, and Jesus Christ restored Peter. And Jesus Christ gave Peter a ministry. And the Lord Jesus made Peter a great apostle. You read in Acts 2, who was the first preacher? Who preached the first sermon? Peter. Glory to God. And then you read, Peter still had to learn something. When you get to Acts 10, he still had not realized that the Gentiles could be saved. And God had to give this stubborn man a revelation in Acts chapter 10 for the Holy Spirit to come upon the nations, the Gentiles, Cornelius. And while he was preaching, you read in Acts 10, while he was preaching... The Spirit of God fell. So, hallelujah, that's Peter, my bit. Do you love me? 
Well, look, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Praise God. And the, uh, the response is in the middle. The response is between the question and the command. Lord, I love you. In the end. And it was the Holy Spirit. When God put the love of God, in Romans 5 you read this from Paul, God put the love of God in the heart of Peter by the Holy Spirit and he was able to love God. Praise God. He loves us today. Do you believe that? He's risen. It's not a dream. It's not a symbol. It's not a picture. He's risen. He's alive. Praise God. And he's here to restore and to forgive and to lift us and to give us a ministry, each one of us. He loves us. Anyway, over to Gabby, because he's going to do the next bit, which is the end of the gospel. Yes, the brothers gave me the most difficult part. <laughs> I will try to, I don't know, do you have the English Bible on the screen? Can you have it? Because I have it on the Romanian, so I will just try and translate um, what I have here and five points that I will try and share with you. Uh, verse 20 said, I will just point this, the disciple that Jesus loved. And Alan showed us how Peter uh, understood about the love of Jesus. And my question is, do you understand that you are loved by God? Have you experienced his love in your heart? Jesus loved Peter. Okay, Peter, as Alan said, was a disaster. But John, look at him. Maybe you don't think that you are a disaster. Maybe you are John. You are okay. You are good. You are quiet. But please understand. He has the same love for you as he had the same love for Peter. Understand this. Do you know how much he loved us? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I have this Bible verse with me. I can put it there at the end and you can have it. It's in Romanian. But he loved you so much. He paid a price for me and for you. Appreciate his love. Don't take it for granted. It was expensive what he paid for you. John was the disciple that Jesus loved. You are the disciple that Jesus loves. My question is, do you understand this? Are you a disciple of Jesus? The second point, Peter saw John and he had questions about John. Probably we have questions 
about other believers. And we are curious. We have questions. But look at this. The Lord said to him, after Peter's question, Lord, what will happen with this one? But Jesus said to him, what do you care? Why are you so concerned? You follow me, brothers and sisters. Don't look around because you will be confused. Remember when Peter was walking on the sea, he looked at the waves. What happened? He went down. When you look around, you may be sad. Your heart may be troubled. But the Bible says, look up to him. Because when we look to him, our face, our life would be different. So just follow the Lord. Concentrate and follow him. It is so important. Nowadays, I have another point, verse 24 says, this is the disciple that has a testimony about these things. And his testimony is true. My question is, do you have a testimony? John wrote these things because he saw them. He experienced what Jesus have, has done. If you are a disciple, you should have a testimony. It is so important to be a true testimony around you. I know it's difficult. Your country is quite difficult. And sometimes maybe you don't have courage to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. But remember, you are a disciple of Jesus. Remember that you have God's love in your heart. He poured it in your heart so you can be a testimony. So have courage. Open your mouth and be a testimony where you are, in your family, at work, at school, on the street. Be a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. A true testimony. You know, of John, it's said in Mark that John and James, or the sons of, okay, and there is another, ex another saying there, the sons of Zebedee, but why? Why? You see, John now has a different testimony. Now John can say, for God so loved the world. And he writes the words of Jesus Christ. And he emphasizes this because he had experienced the love of Jesus Christ. He was a changed disciple. 
And his testimony now, it was about God's love. Maybe you don't know many things. Maybe you don't know theology. Maybe you don't know certain teachings from the Bible. But if you know that God loved you and gave a price for you, that's sufficient. Sufficient to be a testimony. I know that you have many programs, many methods to share the gospel. That's okay. But remember, the best testimony is your life and the love of God in your life. So take courage and be a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. And my last point in reading this text, when Alan told me that I have to read this text and prepare it, I said, no, that's impossible. I have never preached about uh, this last parts from John 21. But do you know what? I was encouraged. I was encouraged by this word, and I asked myself these questions as well. And the last verse says, there are many things that Jesus has done. And if it would be written, all of them would not have enough time in all the books of this world. That's my Romanian translation. But the question is, and I ask myself, do I have enough space in my heart so Jesus would write his things in my life? Do you understand? Sometimes we have time for many things. But do we have time for the Lord to write something on our hearts that will stay there and others may read what's in our hearts. Paul said, you are a letter. So others to read. My brothers and sisters, remember this. You are loved by the Lord. Don't look around and be discouraged. Look at him. Continue to be a testimony for our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't worry that you don't know many things and you don't know how to put it in order. But if you know what he did for you, tell others. And be a true testimony for the Lord. Let the Lord speak to your heart. Stay close to his heart and share what the Lord has done in your life. Thank you.